getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com/rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, and we are live, but you all know the drill. We got to let the stream breathe just for a few seconds. And it looks like I got green check marks across the board. So welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, fresh off a day off. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, there's a lot to get to today. Day five of Broncos camp. Yep. Had some uh, some big things happening. I can't wait to get to it, but the first thing I wanted to get your opinion on is for four days, we're watching, waiting, seeing the likes of Austin Schlotman get dealt with as the first-team center. Pat Morris comes in, gets absolutely trounced. Finally, finally, day five, you saw Lloyd Cushenberry, the rookie third-round pick out of LSU, finally get some some reps with the first team. But what I was told today is that it was basically an 80-20 split or so with the first team with Schlotman getting about 80% of those reps and Cushenberry – getting about 20%, but at least it's progress. And what I'm told is he held his own. He looked good so far. Let me add a few more in there. Finally, 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 Chad. This is what we've both been waiting for. A lot of Broncos fans as well. He was a third-round pick. We all have high hopes for him. We think he's the starting center of the future, and he needed that chemistry. I'm not really upset about the split. I understand they're going to work him in slowly, and that's what I prefer uh, in this kind of offseason. Don't overload him. Don't overwhelm him. Just kind of ease him in there, and hopefully by week one, he's caught up to speed with the offense and feels good in that position. I could not be happier, though. They're finally getting their pivot man of the future where he belongs on the field working with his quarterback working with his line mates i'm excited i just like that it wasn't a crap show you know his the the coach said okay he's showing us some good stuff on the second team and let's face it schlotman and and morris up to this point 
haven't exactly impressed the you-know-what out of us. So let's give the kid a shot, and he didn't screw it up. So that's good. That can only mean that he's going to continue to be given an increased snap share. I'll still be stunned, to be honest with you, with just how inconsistent Schlotman's been and Morris. I'll be stunned if it's not Lloyd Cushenberry by the time it's all said and done rocking that center spot. However, right tackle – there's mm. not as much positive to convey no. to Broncos country because DeMar Dotson, who was signed last week after Jawan James decided to opt out, remains with the third team. But I don't think that's necessarily anything to write home about in terms of something that Dotson's doing wrong. By all means, it's more about the fact that the team's letting him get his legs underneath him. He kept in shape for the offseason, but he did basically nothing until he showed up last Friday, Zach. So they're letting him kind of get up to speed, learn some of the calls, learn some of the plays and whatnot. I would expect as you start getting into probably next week and the week after, they'll start kind of pushing him up the depth chart a little bit because Elijah Wilkinson has been literally, I don't know if it's because he's still coming off the pup, you know, he, he was activated kind of early off the pup, but he has literally been a sieve, Zach. He's been a turnstile for the Denver Broncos at right tackle. They've tried Jake Rogers there a little bit. No good. And Calvin Anderson, we had this pointed out to us today on Twitter, and I asked around a little bit. Calvin Anderson's actually been impressing some people, but I don't think he's a realistic option, at least for now in the coach's mind. I think once they come to terms with the fact that Wilkinson at right tackle just is going to get Drew Locke killed, Dotson will quickly leapfrog everybody. And why is he doing bad at right tackle, Wilkinson? Because he's not a tackle. He's a guard, and he's a swing guard at that. I mean, it, it's plain as day by now, and the Broncos, what we all knew to be true in the offseason on paper, is being proven on the field. I used a bad word before we went on, chat. describe my feelings about the Jamar Dotson kind of fiasco. I don't know. I mean, you work in a rookie center, which is a tough position to learn being the quarterback of the offensive line. You work him in already, but you're holding out a guy who has nine years of starting experience, 100 career starts. Like, he's not going to learn the playbook. It's not all that different from when he ran in Tampa Bay. It's pretty much the same thing, just different calls and different terms. It's not going to take him that long. He passed the CV test. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He's a natural tackle. He's an upgrade on James and Wilkinson. Get him into the starting lineup, just like Cushenberry. Let him get those reps down with a good guy next to him in Glasgow and a young quarterback in Drew Locke. Really quick, because he might not even be with us now live in the chat, but a quick shout out to Duke Boynton jumping in, showing us some love on Super Chat. He says, won't be able to stay on very much longer because it's my daughter's 14th birthday today, so I got to do the B-Day thing with her tonight. Much love, fam. Very Give happy her birthday. Yes. Tell her uh, happy birthday from the Huddle Up podcast and from Mile High Huddle from Zach and yes. I. So appreciate the support, Duke, and uh, our best to you and yours, my friend. All right, Zach, so – there's quite a bit more we need to get to tonight. Let's see. We're about, yeah, we're about five minutes in. A lot I want to get to still. Really quick, though, some matters of business. We'll blaze through this. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter. I mean, Mile High Huddle on YouTube. The podcasts on across all um, RSS podcast channels, platforms, continues to grow at an exponential rate. And we got to make sure our new uh, viewers, our new listeners understand how to connect with us. Find Zach on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen, and then make sure you follow the main podcast account at Huddle Up Pod and then at Mile High Huddle. Those two, Huddle Up Pod and Mile High Huddle. You got those two checked on Twitter. You're not going to miss anything as it relates to the pod. 
and of course, breaking Broncos news and analysis as it's unfolding in real time. Gentle reminder to check out the merch store. So many of you have. Zach, I don't think either one of us saw, saw coming how much our community and our fans and, and just the way everybody has patronized that merch store. Yeah. We, I mean, if I, I need to find someone who is a, an actual, you know, graphic designer, someone who can do more than what you, and I mean, that's not our forte, right? We come up with things, we get some logos and whatnot, but like, we're not graphic designers, but this thing has grown to a point where it needs somebody feeding it constant content, new uh, products, new designs and all that because you guys have patronized it to such a high level. And, and we are extremely grateful. We didn't see it coming. In fact, it wouldn't even be in existence. Huddleuppod.com, the merch store, were it not for your popular demand, you guys, I don't want to say hassled us, but you kept pushing us. Hey, when are you going to get a merch store? Hey, when can we get a t-shirt? Hey, when can we get a hat? And Zach finally put in the, uh, the old elbow grease and got her done it's early January. And it's just been phenomenal. So head on over there. If you're in a position, get your swag on, get a hat, get a t-shirt, get a mug, get a face mask, hoodie, little something for everybody. And even if you're not in a position to do that, it's all good. We're just happy to have you here with us. These three things, though, whether you're watching, viewing with us live or listening after the fact as a podcast, any one of you can do. Subscribe, first and foremost. That is crucial, gang. Subscribe, like, also crucial. And if you really love what Zach and I are doing for you here on a daily basis, share this out here. And then one last thing, Zach, shout out to our supporters on Facebook. Very recently, as you guys have heard us talking on probably the last three, four pods, Facebook allowed us to start offering uh, basically supporter subscriptions for our Facebook community. So if you want to support what we're doing on Facebook, you don't want to have to jump over to YouTube to show us some love. You can become an official supporter. Just go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle and you'll see the blue button. It's pretty, uh, pretty obvious. And I'll just put the link here in the chat stream, but a shout out to these supporters. We got some familiar faces, Zach, Pobby, Steve Griffith, Jerry Hall, Michael Lewis, Emmy Lee, Gerald Hendy, Chris Hernandez, another familiar face, Roger Gutke, familiar face, Jeff Hulse, Amberly. Shout out to you guys. Really appreciate your support over there. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach. Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton 
have something special that they're cooking up for Broncos country. Now, I would say outside of that first game, excuse me, geez, frog in my throat the other night, now it's starting up on me. I would say that first game, week 13, Zach, you got Cortland Sutton catching a phenomenal touchdown. I mean, save it was a great throw by Locke, but it was an even better catch by Sutton, that first one. And then another touchdown later on. It's not that Sutton disappeared, but because there was no wide receiver help to to take uh, attention off of Sutton, it wasn't as prolific a connection as it could have been. However, those five games, it gave Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton something to build off. And Zach, they are off and running. That Whatever foundation they laid those five games last year and whatever they did during the offseason with those unofficial workouts and whatnot, they hit the ground running because it has just been the Drew and Cortland show going on at training camp. And today was another big day with Cortland Sutton making some huge catches, a couple of touchdowns. He had a drop early. And that's been something a little bit troubling. I'll be honest with you, Zach, is early as a rookie, he showed a propensity <clears throat> to drop the easy, quick curl routes and slants. He mostly he mostly got over that. In camp this year, he's dropping passes early, but then he you know gets on himself, gets himself fired up, and then it disappears. But nevertheless, Zach, what are the implications of Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton just going crazy at Broncos camp right now? You were talking about the Chargers game last year, two touchdowns, yeah. long touchdowns. Yeah, that was that was Locke trusting his quarterback. And even Jake Plummer uh, replied to me on Twitter and told me as such, I mean, you make that throw when you trust your wide receiver, and they do have something special. And that's not born this offseason or uh, this training camp. It was born last year. And it's an emotional issue for me because I've kind of defended Sutton over the, the arrival of Jerry Judy, the arrival of K.J. Hamler. And even though Judy and Hamler have made great plays in training camp, and Judy's getting this praise that rookies don't ordinarily get, Chet. He He's really lighting it up out there, and all props to him. But we all kind of, again, like when the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon, we forgot about Philip Lindsay. The Broncos draft Jerry Judy, we're forgetting about Cortland Sutton. He is a phenomenal wide receiver. He's a bona fide, established, top 10 guy. As good as Judy appears to be, he's not proven in the NFL. Cortland Sutton is. And better yet, he's proven with the current quarterback of the Broncos in Drew Locke. The implications are they're going to have a huge year connecting. He's going to be the leading receiver. He's going to be a pro bowler. He might be an all-pro. He is a really true, tried and true, bona fide number one guy. And I'm happy to see him thriving out there despite the arrival of two highly touted rookies. It's just exciting, man. And I want to get to that. In fact, since you brought it up, I want to – and by the way, shout out to you, Greg Smith. Good to see you, my friend. Welcome in. And shout out to our Facebook community. We got a lot of the uh, usual suspects, as it were, our great community members on YouTube. Everyone from Duke to Steven to – uh, Miller 707, Amber, one of our supporters on Facebook. Really appreciate you, Amber. Good to see you. Thanks for being yeah. in the chat. So many of you, if I'm not naming you, Terry, Mundungus, you know we love you. Welcome in. Zach, since you've mentioned it, I want to bring up our, this uh, piece that we had earlier today of what A.J. Bouye had to say about Jerry Judy. Now, I bet a lot of our listeners, a lot of Broncos fans might have missed this, but it is not – I mean, when it comes to veterans giving rookies props and giving them credit outside of like very simple platitudes where, oh, yeah, you know, he seems pretty smart. He's working real hard. You know, we'll see. Outside of things like that, rarely, Zach, do you hear a veteran profusely compliment a rookie, and especially one that's on the opposite side of the ball. In this case, of course, A.J. Bouye was made available to the media following Tuesday's practice, and he dropped some pearls here about Jerry Judy. I'll uh, I'll bring it up here real quick for you guys. You can follow along. 
that to me are just absolutely exciting. And it comes down to his route running ability. But let me, let me grab this quote real quick from AJ Bouye talking about Jerry Judy quote. He never gives you the same look every time. And I'm loving going against him. He's going to keep my, uh, he's going to keep me true to my technique. Now it didn't stop there later on in the same uh, presser. He said, quote, when I watch Jerry Judy, he kind of reminds me a lot of Amari Cooper with how he's running his routes, especially when guys are playing off coverage. Like I said earlier, the stems that he showed leverage and how he attacks everything. He gets your feet to stop and that's when it's over. I like seeing things like that. It's just helping me game plan against myself, uh, uh, game plan myself against him because you never know when other receivers are going to try and implement that close quote. So you've got a veteran that, what is this, year eight, I think, for A.J. Bouye in the NFL, saying that a, a rookie just entering the league, hasn't played snap one yet in the NFL, Zach, is helping to actually make him better. You know, for my money, Amari Cooper is the best route runner in the NFL. So it's huge, huge, significant praise from Boye, who was an all-pro with the Jaguars. I mean, it's one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL uh, when he's on top of his game. And he's getting compliments, Chad, Jerry Judy, from everyone around him. I mean, his footwork has been on point. He's been catching every pass that's been coming to him. He's just assimilated very quickly into the Broncos' offense, despite having no offseason, despite having no minicamps, OTAs, what have you. It's exciting. I just don't think his hype overshadows what Cortland Sutton has done in the NFL and will do this season. Good to hear. John's getting uh, good to hear that our confirmations are, are flowing okay from the merch store when a shipment goes out. Thanks, John, for letting us know. Shout out to Steve Griffith. Good to see you, my friend. Larry, what's going on, my dog? Um, we got an interesting one here from Dom on Facebook. He says, what's up, guys? How are you liking the past five days of training camp? Love your hat, Zach. Bad A, bro. Love you guys. Best info and news about our Broncos. Hashtag <laughs> like it up. Hashtag Broncos for life. Appreciate that, Dom. Zach, from what we've seen, what we've heard five days in, what are your takeaways so far on how this team is shaping up? I think the defense is on point. I think they're as good as that we expected them to be, including Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Uh, it's been surprising how well Boye has bounced back despite being in, in mediocrity the last couple seasons. And the Broncos' young offense has looked like a young offense, at times very explosive and cohesive, and Drew Locke has been resilient. Other times he's been turnover-prone and, and mistake-oriented, and it's just the ebbs and the flows of training camp. I am not surprised one way or the other, Chad, through five days of training camp. It's been an NFL training camp to this point. Not having the preseason games is what changes it for me because I want to see these guys in real live action against other teams not against their own teammates five days um uh, the Broncos are about where I expected them to be on August 19th put it that way you know the things I take away is that the offensive line still very much a unit in flux and we probably shouldn't be you know surprised by that considering the fact that even before we knew Juwan James was going to opt out that the center position was going to be hotly contested and that there might have been a competition, nominally speaking, a competition at left tackle. But that's being that unit's a little bit more in flux, I'll be honest with you, than I might have given credit to initially. I think they, because you got Reisner, because you've got uh, Graham Glasgow, and because you got Garrett Bowles, who's got three years of starting experience, there's enough stability there that once they figure out who the right guys are, it shouldn't take long for those five guys to gel. The offensive line, though, slight concern for me still. Maybe a little bit. It's always been. We've talked about offensive yeah. line and cornerback being our biggest concerns. 
It's probably grown a little bit more in my mind. Drew Locke is doing what you want to hear from a second-year quarterback entering his first full season as a starter. He's doing the right things. He's testing the limits. You know, he's getting picked off here and there, but that's what you want to see, honestly, in training camp. You want to see him, as Vic Fangio talked about two, three days ago, you want to see him utilizing the lower stakes of training camp to test the limits of that right arm and and really also at the same time challenge the defense in ways that are going to be analogous to what they'll see when the regular season rolls around. I mean, honestly, Zach, outside of the, the days where there's been inordinate pressure on him, He's winning more of those situations than he's losing is Drew Locke. So I'm excited about what I've heard so far from Locke. The wide receivers are shaping up to be phenomenal. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, unfortunately, seems like he is the forgotten man in the proceedings at Broncos camp. Could have Tight end. It's the log jam that we knew it was going to be. And, Zach, that kind of brings us into this super chat from Mike Evans. Everybody knows Mike. We had him on the show on Sunday. Oh, Mike, appreciate Much you. Much love to you, Mike. Thank you for the support, as always, my friend. If we keep four tight ends, will it be Beck or mm-hmm. Butt? So he's assuming, look, the obvious here, he's assuming Fant, Nick Vanette, both of whom missed practice today. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And then, of course, Albert Okuwe Boonham. Is that fourth tight end, if there's four kept, will it be Beck or Butt? What's your answer? You would ask me this a couple months ago. I would have said Andrew Beck, no question. But, you know, Jake Butt has looked good so far through five practices. He looks relatively healthy. And if all things being equal, if both were performing at a high level and the Broncos had to choose, I got to think Elway would want to salvage that draft pick. And just for his ego, just keep Jake Butt on the roster, hope for the best and see what he can do. They can make do with another fullback if they need to have, you know, for running plays. Uh, Troy Fumagalli, though, is also, you know, he hooked up and locked today a little bit. He made he, he made a nice uh, couple catches out there. So they have a, a lot of young players competing for one spot. But as of right now, uh, if Butts' hype continues to grow and he's not set back with another knee injury, I have to think Elway would keep him on the roster. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. It's like I told you guys when last we were podcasting with you Monday night that there's a reason why the Broncos have been so patient and long-suffering with Jake, but he has some big-time fans in that front office, and that was made evident by the fact today they made him available to the media. You don't make guys who you're going to cut three weeks from now or two weeks from now uh, available to the media. Guys that are truly on the bubble, they're not getting presented to the media for press conferences. So my answer to you, Mike, is if he stays healthy, it's going to be Jake Butt. Now, that wouldn't be the worst thing because people think, well, but if you get rid of back, you lose your fullback, you know, dual utility. That is a small thing. And Jake Butt can block. He's not the greatest blocker, but he's a willing blocker. And for the low number of snaps in which Pat Shermer is going to deploy a formation that will utilize a tight end in a short yardage, any 250-pound tight end can get back there in a three-point stance with a running start and blow up a linebacker. It's not – Rocket science. So what it, what it comes down to it, Zach, I'm still leaning on Jake, but if he can stay healthy, I do think the Broncos have kind of, you know, kept a spot warm for him, so to speak, if he can still healthy, uh, stay healthy. But Zach, as we talked about, and you did quite a bit Monday night, that's still a very big if. It is. You laid out perfectly about the fullback, Chad. You know, put Nick Vanette back there. He's supposedly a good blocker. Put Jerome Casey in the backfield to blow up a linebacker and create running room. You're right. If they want to sacrifice a fullback, it's a dying position in the NFL, and especially in Shermer's scheme. I agree. If uh, Butt continues to hold up, literally and figuratively, he'll be the fourth guy on the roster. Jordan wants to know. Appreciate the super chat, Jordan. Thank you. Howdy. What's your best and worst Bronco memory ever? Zach, give us your best, and I'll, I'll give you my worst. <laughs> Man, uh, counting 2015, I guess that the upset of the Panthers, you know, in, in, in recent times, I would say that game, uh, the worst memory, anything in the 2017, anything about the 2017 season, the draft, the free agent pickups, the coaching, literally anything that happened that year is my worst Broncos memory. That that whole era of Broncos football with an R, E-R-R-O-R. We've talked about it on the pod. That's not the first time we've got that question. And thanks, Jordan. We appreciate you. Yeah. To me, the most iconic moment is still going to be the Broncos winning Super Bowl 32, finally breaking the ice. This one's for John and all that. As far as a worst memory, I'll keep it relatively in the recent uh, past and say the utterly disappointing uh, Super Bowl performance, Super Bowl 48. Just, I think, surprised, honestly, (laughs) 90% of the sports-loving world, including media, in how badly the Broncos, who at the time were, you know, still to this day, it's the most prolific offense in the history of the NFL. They were an absolute juggernaut, and they looked like they were the JV team going against an all-world freaking NFL defense. So that would probably be my my worst memory, that ball floating over Peyton's head on the first snap. That was a wrap. Not, not good. David Kilgore jumping in, showing some wow. generosity on Super Chat. Thank you. Appreciate man. you, David. And as always, complimenting you on that phenomenal profile pick. He says, how many wide receivers do you guys see us keeping? And who are they and in what order? Thanks, guys. Now, this is interesting because I probably would have answered this question differently two weeks ago before camp really got off to, you know, it's, it's before it began in earnest on Friday with, with pads and, and uh, shells and whatnot. So I'll say this, Zach. For me, it's going to be Cortland Sutton. Here's the depth chart or Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. And I think initially it's going to be Tim Patrick, <clears throat> followed by K.J. Hamler. Yep. There's four. 
I think Deshaun Hamilton, even though he's becoming the forgotten man, I still think he he makes this roster. But I'll say this: it would not surprise me if somebody like Kendall Hinton, the rookie undrafted rookie from Wake Forest, who's been making some plays, or even Fred Brown, if one of those guys outshines him and, and beats him out, it wouldn't surprise me. And then that sixth guy, I do think they'll carry six, and I think it'll be Deontay Spencer. Yeah, right there with you. I, I do think uh, Deshaun Hamilton will make it for the same reason that Butt would make the roster. I don't think Elway would want to give up on a draft pick, a fairly high draft pick at that. Hamilton showed some good chemistry with Locke at, at, the, at the latter half of last season. He does have some you know, ability to his game. He can bring some value to the offense. I think they keep six and those same receivers that you mentioned. If they do keep six, which I still am unsure about, I think they will go Deontay Spencer just for punt return, which we don't agree with. Don't sleep on Kendall Hinton. He's probably bound for the practice squad, but Juwan Winfrey, unfortunately, sixth rounder last year, some hype surrounding him, made a phenomenal clutch type play in that uh, Hall of Fame game to seal the victory for the Broncos against the Falcons. But this year, he has basically been injured. That's kind of his his story as a collegiate and now pro athlete is he just he gets hurt at the most inopportune time. So I had some hopes, some kind of dark horse hopes for Jawan Winfrey that maybe this was the year. But I think he's a guy heading for the practice squad, best case this year if he sticks around. Uh, Mundungus jumping in, the wizard, the whizzy in the hizzy. Appreciate your generosity as always, my brother. He says, my son and I – we're watching Dragon Ball Super today. Goku in Super Saiyan 3 form has no eyebrows. And my 11-year-old immediately said, Dad, it's Jawan James. But <laughs> actually, actually doing something. <laughs> Hashtag proud papa. Hashtag eyebrow opt out. Nice, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, I heard that you tried to drop some, some uh, eyebrow jokes on the Building the Broncos guys that went completely over there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, appreciate you, Wiz. It's an exclusive joke, Chad. It's a super inside joke, but funny nonetheless. Terry Randall, up north of the 49th parallel in Canada, proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being a super chat of four Canadian dollars. And then he says, three, two, one. Appreciate you, Terry. As always, my friend, much love to you. All right, let me see here what Ben has to say. Where has Justin Hollins been playing this camp? And are they still teaching him two positions? Uh, Yes, they are. I think, though, that you're going to see him used more because of the presence of Derek Tuska. Uh, I think you're going to – and the re-signing of Jerry Attachew. I think you're going to see him transition more prominently, more permanently probably is a better word, to off-ball linebacker. But they've been playing him a little bit of both from, from what I'm seeing. I, I think wherever he adapts to best and quickly is where they're going to play him full time. They can work him in at certain spots, but he's not the best option or the best backup option at either position. He's looking like just kind of a jag for now. Hopefully that Vic Fangio can unlock his ability. I'd rather him play one position instead of overwhelming him with two. But uh, like you said, I think he'll be at off ball when it's all said and done. Appreciate the support and the love from our Facebook community. You guys are making yes. us proud over there. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. All right. And again, if you really like what we're doing, whether you're watching this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching, share it out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new listeners. we got Prosperity Inc. back in the house. Really appreciate that, Super, my Thank friend. You. He says, I'm a printing and design company. I can help. Well, we don't uh, – well, I, I was going to say we don't really have – printing needs 
uh, or fulfillment needs, what we have are design needs. But uh, Prosperity Inc., why don't you hit us up, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Let's touch base and we'll see what's up. Appreciate the support, my friend. Um, Joseph in the house, jumping over from Facebook to YouTube. Show us some love on Super Chat. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Joseph. Denver Broncos for life, hashtag state of being. And a lot of you on Facebook, uh, you probably already know this, but this was actually made. I didn't know this till just two weeks ago until Facebook notified us, hey, you guys can start doing some things on your page to for at Mile High Huddle on Facebook to make money. I didn't even know that stars was a thing. Stars apparently, and now I know I've done a little research, it's Facebook's version of Super Chat. So I've seen Joseph give stars on Facebook, and now he's jumping over to YouTube to uh, Super Chat, and I just want you to know, we want you to know, Joseph. It means a lot to us, my friend, and it allows us to continue this type of support from you guys, allows us to continue to bring you this content on the daily, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Bishoy Vanderberg on YouTube, Zach, wants to know, I know the defense has really been the strong point of the team the last five years, but this year feels like we could explode on offense. Any chance of top 10 on both sides of the ball? We've been getting some top 10, top five questions quite a bit lately. Yep. Love the optimism, love the the buzz and the momentum that it feels like. Is there any chance? Yes, there is, I think, a better chance than people might realize. And, Zach, that kind of ties into an interesting tweet you had. You might be cooking up a story in the near future. We'll see on this. But you had a really interesting tweet about the Super Bowl odds that that I think might interest our fans who aren't on Twitter. Yeah, for anyone who didn't see it, over the last week, uh, according to one, uh, you know, uh, odds-making outlet, the Broncos have gotten uh, the most Super Bowl odds uh, among any team. And the only, I, I believe it was the third most, Chad, actually. Only the, the Chiefs and the Ravens had higher Super Bowl odds placed on them. But they are a buzzing team right now. I don't believe, I, I think that's a little premature to say for them just now. But the fact that they're getting out there to the national media, people are paying attention to Denver now, and they see what they're capable of. They're being uh, betted on, and they're being hyped up right there alongside the Chiefs and the Ravens, two of the best teams in the entire NFL. That is exciting for Denver. That's that's the, the, the gist of where the Broncos stand right now. I think it's growing in the national media how good they're going to be, Chad. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, Vaughn Miller Express, number 58, jumping in. Chad, Zach, do you think the Broncos who, uh, Do you think the Broncos might go with their first-round pick next year as a right tackle? I think there's a really good chance, Zach, because you got – I mean, basically, you never know. You just don't know what Juwan James is ever going to do for you. If you're the Denver Broncos, man, what a lemon that investment was. And then you got Garrett Bowles, who – you know, even if he has a crappy season, the Broncos probably don't re-sign him. Now you got a vacancy at left tackle. If he has a great season, he prices himself into a stratosphere as a former first-round pick where the Broncos are going to have to pony up if they want to pay him. And I don't – Elway doesn't like paying his guys, dude, his first-round picks. I don't – his draft picks. Only four have received an extension post their rookie contract. And uh, so when you can count – I mean, think about it. The, John Elway now has 10 draft picks – or draft classes, excuse me. Well, let's not do that. Let's exempt these last three because we'll exempt, let's see, everyone in a contract year. So we'll go up to 2016. You have 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay, just in those 16, all right, that's six draft classes. Uh, I would say minimum each class, Zach, they're drafting five guys. Only four John Elway draft picks ever have been extended. So this is a long-winded way of saying to Von Miller Express number 58 here that the Broncos, no matter what happens with Garrett Bowles, they're going to have to go back to the well on offensive tackle. Yes. Do they make it a first-round pick? I I mean, I don't know. It depends on on how the board's shaping up and what some of their other needs might end up you know, coming to the surface this year. But I think it's right up there as a top priority, Zach. I mean, they can't keep ignoring it, Chad, over and over and over again. They finally dipped their toe into the water in 2017 with Bowles, and they've been, you know, apprehensive ever since. Regardless, right or left, they need a tackle next year. If not a starter, then a high-end backup, so they're not scrambling in mid-August to sign some veteran that was cut by their former team. If not a tackle, I'd say cornerback is up there as well, safety maybe. But as of right now, based on what we've seen and what we know, it's got to be a tackle. They have to address that position, and they cannot wait any longer and keep plugging away with veterans. John, do you have Larry and do you have Black Knight? Thank you. <clears throat> Larry Vaughn, bona fide super chat superstar. It's good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you, Larry. Work has been crazy. And I still got to work on those designs for y'all. That's right. We got Larry cooking up a little something that uh, he approached me with out of the blue. He's like, hey, check this out. He was inspired, cooked a little something up. I offered a couple of revision suggestions, and he went back to the drawing table. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing that, Larry. Any chance we go balls to the wall and try and trade for Yannick and Gakwe? No. I don't think so, no. No. There's just not a need there, dude. You got – who are you taking off the field, Larry? That's the thing to consider. Vaughn or Bradley? Now, if, knock on wood, if something were to happen to either one of them, and Chubb, of course, is coming off that ACL, then it becomes more of a serious issue. That, that's a question we would take a lot more seriously in terms of you know, the pros and the cons. But my one-word answer to you would be no. 
I mean, he he was literally arguing with the Jaguars owner on Twitter and forcing them to trade him. I I, I don't want that guy in my locker room chat. They don't need him. Uh, they shouldn't want him. He, he'd be a luxury, but he'd be a cancer to what they're building in their culture. They have Jarrell Casey. They have Shelby Harris. They have two dominant outside linebackers. They literally do not need an edge rusher like Ngakwe. And even if they did, I wouldn't want to bring him in and, and poison what they're building, Chad. All right. Do you have our friend Black Knight 232, John? There he is. It's been a minute <clears throat> since we've seen our friend Black Knight 232. Appreciate your generosity. You. Friend. And as always, it's just not the same without you. Thanks for being back. He says, hey, guys, sorry I have not been around. I got tapped to cast the StarCraft II DreamHack NA qualifiers, and my schedule's really busy. So he's a, he's a big-time gamer, does a lot on Twitch. It's pretty cool. He's tried to show me some ropes with Twitch and – a lot of it went right over my head. I'm, I'm relatively tech savvy, to be honest with you, within my sphere. You know, I'm not a guy that's going to go fix a computer or anything, but but like in terms of figuring things out, I'm pretty sharp. Twitch, I've played with it. I've spent time on it. There's something about it that just doesn't hit home or resonate with me, and I think it's because I'm not a gamer. So God bless you, Black Knight 232, for being that gamer. And, of course, as always, you know, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Hope everything's going well with that project, too, by the way. Uh, Mark Langley in the house. It's not the same. Speaking of when Mark is not in the community or in the live stream and work has had him nose to the grind. So we're glad you're with us, Mark. Thanks for the support. As always, my bro. He says, just wanted to say hey to my guys at Huddle Up Pod and what's up, Broncos country. Love it. Good to see you, dog. All right. uh, Dennis Woods in the house. Good to see you, too, my friend. Appreciate you. He Thank says, you, the two best catches I've ever seen, Sutton's touchdown versus Cleveland, which I'll, I'll add came against fourth overall pick, former fourth overall pick, uh, Denzel Ward, right? This was the guy that – this is why the Broncos didn't expect Bradley Chubb to be there <laughs> at five because everyone expected Chubb to go no later than four, and then the Browns threw a curveball by taking Denzel Ward, the corner from Ohio State posterized him, did Sutton in that touchdown. Then he says, and Sutton's one-handed catch for a touchdown while being held versus the Chargers. And that's that first touchdown Drew Locke threw. What a great way. Well, I mean, that's a memory that Drew Locke will carry with him forever. And fans will as well. His first ever NFL touchdown pass and freaking Cortland Sutton goes and makes a a play like that. I want to say it was on Casey Hayward, if I'm not mistaken, but just phenomenal player. I, I'm glad he brought that up, Dennis, because I wanted to add that to my last Cortland Sutton remark about that play. He was being molested, Chad. It wasn't pass interference. I mean, he was being, his jersey was being torn off. I mean, it was bad pass interference. And to lay out, to dive, to have the concentration with one hand to pull that in, that is what Cortland Sutton can do. The man is an ultra beast. It's why he's a top 10 guy in the NFL. Mizzou fan for life says Mizzou had a stellar O-line for Drew, allowed him so much time to throw. I mean, maybe at times. I don't remember it that way, but I'm not an expert on the Tigers by any stretch. Uh, Frank Z on Facebook, appreciate the question. He says, uh, do you think Vaughn is up to doing better this year? I do. And if – look, it's a a question until he answers it, but I really do. And I think the Harbingers are all pointing in that direction, Zach, including the fact that he is just in phenomenal shape. Day before yesterday, he decided to take over camp and just make it impossible for any quarterback to run an offense. He just destroyed all comers. So, yeah, I think Vaughn is itching to have 
a let me remind everybody why I'm headed to the Hall of Fame type of type of resurgence season. Yeah, I'm not usually one to uh, fall for the bait of these offseason workout hype photos or, you know, guys getting in good shape. It means nothing when the when the the lights turn on, the games start counting. Uh, But Vaughn has a different look in his eye chat. Vaughn, there's something different about him this year. I think he truly was, I don't want to say embarrassed, but it it wasn't a Vaughn-like season in 2019. And he's out to prove he's still that guy. And I think he feels not only with his contract coming up, but Bradley Chubb coming back, he was starting to have to pass the torch in 2018. Now he's coming back healthy. He's kind of the talk of the town again, an outside linebacker. Vaughn also is an ultra challenger. He wants to be better for himself. He wants to, it's ego too. He's a man. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it. He wants to prove he's still the top dog in Denver. And it's only going to make the Broncos defense better overall. Well said. Edward Keating in the house, one of our superstars. Thank you, Ed. You know, we appreciate you and love you, my bro. He says, I love watching Sutton and Locke lighting it up, but they need to get Dotson in now. I don't want Locke getting hit because our right tackle can't hold up Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, I mean, that's when push is going to come to shove, Zach. The closer you get to the regular season opener against the Tennessee Titans on September 14th, and the more that Elijah Wilkinson just, look, he doesn't have the foot speed to contend and the twitchiness as an athlete to contend out there on the edge. He just doesn't. He belongs in the phone booth. And I think he could be an excellent NFL guard. Seriously, I think he could be an above average, like ceiling wise, he could become an excellent right guard. But he's not a tackle. And the sooner the Broncos come to that conclusion and just get DeMar Dotson in there, the better. But the other thing I'll say, Zach, is I want to start seeing more from Calvin Anderson. Like this dude's intriguing me. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a, a hopefully an upside project developmental guy in Anderson or Rogers. But I keep saying it. I understand they want to work Dotson in slowly, but he is a better tackle than Wilkinson. He's a better tackle than your $52 million investment in Juwan James. He is going to stabilize that right side. What are you waiting on? He's not a sophomore in the league. He's not a three-year player. He has skin in the game. Eight years of starting experience is 100-plus starts. The guy knows what he's doing. He's a good tackle when he's on the field. Get him on the field. Let him be out there with his quarterback. Let him be out there with his offensive line. It's so important they build chemistry, the offensive line, more than any other position group in an NFL game. Why the Broncos are wasting their time with younger players who are inferior to Dotson. If they were on the same level, I wouldn't care. But they are inferior players. No offense to them. It's just reality. Get the better guy in there, and the better guy is Dotson. It's like the antithesis of the teenage philosophy, right? Every teenager's philosophy is, why do today what I can always do tomorrow? (laughs) Flip that. Why do tomorrow what I can always do today? That's what the Broncos, that's how they need to kind of view this from a philosophical standpoint. Um, Kathy, jumping in, appreciate your super chat, my friend, one of our superstars in just about every stream that I can think. So consistent. We really appreciate your support, Kathy. She says, who do you think, who are you thinking for the number three cornerback spot? Hashtag state of being, you know, if, whoops, if push came to shove, I'm putting my money on Devontae Boz, Devontae Boz be the big boss, being that guy when the Broncos open up week one against the Tennessee Titans. But Isaac Yadam has had a couple of really nice days. Unfortunately, because of what we've seen from Yadam in in these last two years, it's hard to get your hopes up because we heard a lot of good things about Yadam last training camp. He looked good at different points during the the summer. But then when the chips were down and the games counted and the live bullets were flying, he was just shy of being a full-blown liability out there. So I'm banking on it being Bosby, Zach. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all recency bias with uh, Isaac Adams as well. He's looking like the second coming of Brennan Langley, and if he's just looking better than that, it's all an improvement, and we remember that, and not the two years of disastrous play where Yadam can't even turn his shoulder and look for the ball. I still think it would be Bosby as well, and not only will he start out with the starting corner spot, he's going to hold on to that. I know Ozan Moody is around. They have some younger guys in the secondary, but Bosby is a real – I'm a big Bosby guy. I keep saying it almost every podcast. I think he's going to be a starting caliber corner for – for the Broncos in a Fangio system. Very high in them for the season. Really quick, before I forget, let's discuss the fact that the Broncos now officially have an injury report. Here we are now five days into training camp, and you know football is a war of attrition, and that attrition has begun. It's getting let real. Me, let me get to you. What uh, Here's what we learned from Coach Fangio today, because as the Broncos took the field, there was no Noah Fant, there was no Bradley Chubb, there was no Nick Vanette, and there was no Devontae Harris. Well, here's what we learned from Coach Fangio following practice. Quote, Nick Vanette is in the concussion protocol. He'll be out for the next few days because of that. Devontae has a knee contusion that's bugging him. Noah was sick today. Not the word that shall go unmentioned sick. Normal sick. That's what he got. Uh, Bradley was ready to go today. Everything's fine. In other words, he could have practiced. I just decided to give him the day off there because he's coming back from the knee. He's had four super intense, very productive practices and, you know, just playing it safe there. So Nick Vanette in concussion protocol, you got Fant dealing with some kind of a stomach bug is from what I'm hearing, but it's not uh, what it's not a worst case scenario bug. It's it's a stomach bug. Wouldn't be surprising to see him back out there again tomorrow. But that's why, Zach, you saw so much from Jake Butt today and Troy Fumagalli. The top two guys on the depth chart weren't there. Yeah, let me just add, I did some digging, and he's played a full 16-game season in Vanette just one time in his career. He entered the league in 2016. He's only played a full campaign once. You get what you pay for if you're the Broncos. It, it's still puzzling to me why they even signed him. Not making a big deal about the concussion or fan stomach bug. Those will be cleared up, but it's just a, a, a potential precursor of another potential lemon in Nick Vanette if he stays on the trainer's table. It's been his theme in the last couple of years. And honestly, if Jake Butt weren't the if the Broncos had a more sure picture of his availability for 2020 I doubt Nick Vanek gets signed to be honest with you so it's a good point and unfortunately there's just enough guaranteed money that they gave Vanette to be extremely prohibitive of just cutting him if he turns out to be that lemon before the season but it's not so much that it would be completely surprising if they did I don't think it'll happen but something to keep in mind Mark Langley jumping in again Appreciate you, bro. He says, I have a question, guys. If Garrett Bowles fails, what team would he go to next? Hashtag my football priest, because I have the answer to that. Okay. Um, We want to hear your answer. And it's sometimes not easy for me to find it in the stream. So whatever it is, John, if he's answered it already, let us know. Um, Where would he go next? (sighs) We've answered this before, but he'll get another shot if it's not what the Broncos. Oh, yeah. For, he will definitely get pick. Some team will try to salvage him. I just don't know who that would be. I could see the Patriots taking a shot. Belichick, you know, being crazy. I would probably look first in the division, um, to be honest with you, and then go kind of go from there. But curious to hear what uh, what your answer is, bro. Uh, Mr. Castillo. Castillo? Castillo. I'm not sure. Sorry if I butchered your name, my friend. Appreciate your generosity. Thank says. You. It's been a while since I caught the live stream. Welcome back. Excited for football action conversations. 
Thanks for keeping us informed. And then, of course, everyone knows what those particular emojis mean. Love it, dude. Thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. We'll keep keeping you informed. You keep showing up. We'll be here for you. And we're um, just as excited to have these conversations that football is coming back. I mean, the fact that we have an injury report, it sucks that those players are injured. But just that we have one means football's around the corner. And I'm also very excited about that, Chad. Amen. We got Jess jumping in. Uh, Jess, what is it? Co- Colorado 13, Co 13 sports. I'm not sure what, what that says or means exactly, but appreciate the super as always. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Jess is saying the uh, 2005 AFC title game did not go to school for four, 42 days? Four or two days. Did not go to school for two days. I see. Okay, yes. Thank you. See, got to have my interpreter and fellow football priest. I got you. Breaking it down. Yeah, that was tough, man. A lot of high hopes for the Broncos that year, especially because, I mean, Jake Plummer's performance in that game was so unexpected because he had now – of course, his name, his uh, name, his nickname that he developed as a quarterback is Jake the Snake. And that went all the way back to his, I think, high school days, if I'm not mistaken. And that followed him to Arizona State. And then that followed him to Arizona Cardinals and then to Denver. And that actually changed. The media started calling him No Mistake Jake because he was just shy of perfect in 2005. Now, he threw a few picks, but he went, uh, I can't remember now exactly what the streak was. Many, many games without throwing a pick, had the Broncos playing at an elite level, gets beats the defending a, uh, AFC, excuse me, world champion, New England Patriots in the divisional round, gets the AFC title game in Denver. That defense was just playing lights out, and he chooses that game to completely <laughs> unravel and yeah. just melt down. And it was disappointing, Jess. I'm with you, man. That was a tough pill to swallow for, for Broncos fans. I remember those times, too, where a loss was so devastating. You don't want to show your face in school and work. You just want to stay at home and cry. So right there with you. Uh, Mr. Castile, jumping back in. Thank you, my Thank friend. You. To follow up on those tight end and wide receiver questions, how many running backs do the Broncos keep? Interesting question. Three. <clears throat> I do think it'll end up just being three. And I think you'll see Levante Bellamy kept on the practice squad ready to go. 
but I wouldn't be completely stunned. I think if if this were a traditional summer where there you got preseason games, I think Bellamy fo- forces his way onto the roster. But there's just not going to be enough sample size right. to convince the Broncos to do anything controversial or risky at running back. So I think you'll see Phillip, Melvin, Royce, and it's pretty cut and dry. Perfectly said. Nothing to add to that. Exactly my thoughts. The queen of MHH jumping in off the top rope. Appreciate you so much, Christy. Thank you for your generosity and support and everything you mean to the community. And and we mean that. She says, hey, guys, we are doing are we doing a MHH fantasy league this season? If so, I'm in love and thanks for all the work. Yes. And uh, Zach, I guess we need to start getting busy on planning that. Right. If we're going to do it. So um, we'll, we'll we'll try and have some real deets for you here for everybody with the within the next week by Sunday show. I'm the type where in a normal year, I like to play fantasy. I like to have draft. I love draft. My favorite part of fantasy is the draft. Um, I like to do it in like June, July. But this year, I wanted to wait and see how things were going to turn out. Um, I wanted, you know, everything is changing constantly. Opt-outs and who's not playing, who is, who's getting injured. We're going to have some formal plans laid out soon. We will have a league this year. And, Chris, you have a spot uh, already picked out for you. Steve Baumgartner jumping in, bonafide superstar. Everybody's met him. <clears throat> we had him on the show a couple weeks back. Appreciate you, Steve. He says, you Thank can't you, make the club from the tub. One of the commandments, if you will, of the NFL is, yeah, you can't make the club from the tub. Vanette, though, he's got enough of that guaranteed money to buy him some time. But it's something to monitor. As you as you sussed out, Zach, he's got an unfortunate track record of of availability questions and the broncos they always do this it's like they sign injured players and what happens with previously injured players injury prone guys they get hurt again and the broncos are left holding their you know what and that's what happens with juan james it happens with nick fannett a lot of even joe flacco it's just you can't you get what you pay for and the broncos can't get cheap at these positions we got discount audio and wheels da dub Jumping in with an extremely generous super and a great question. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up, fellas? Been super busy. And that's good to hear. That's a good problem to have when you are a business owner. So I'm glad to hear that. But want to continue my support for you guys. What player do you think will be a surprise cut? And which non-drafted guy do you see making a push to make the roster? Um, You know, for a time there, Zach, I was thinking, you know, before things – before training camp really started, I'm thinking of Sang Bassey. I'm thinking uh, Douglas Coleman, those two DBs. I'm still – Bassey's up there for me. <sighs> Levante Bellamy got the biggest signing bonus for the undrafted guys. But now I'm thinking if there's going to be one, it's going to come down to a Sang Bassey and Kendall Hinton. Push come to shove, I'm still probably putting my chips in on a Sang Bassey. But I haven't seen him moving up the depth chart quite yet, but you're only five practices in. So – that's my answer. And Zach, what do you got for a surprise cut or anything to add? Uh, Royce Freeman, I think, jumps out. There's not a lot of crazy surprises out there. I mean, Jake Butt wouldn't be a surprise. They're not going to really cut anyone from the secondary. That would be surprising. They're not going to cut Todd Davis. They're going to cut Jeff Hireman. I, I don't see a surprise cut. Maybe uh, Jeff Driscoll. Super bold take. Maybe they'll find another you know QB2 out there. That would be my super bold take. But I, I think Freeman is the most realistic <clears throat> surprise cut. It's worth I'm glad you said that, <clears throat> excuse me, because it's worth analyzing the fact that he's been atrocious as Jeff Driscoll, not just like not good or clearly a number. <laughs> he's, he's looking like Brett Rippon is outshining this guy. And Brett Rippon hasn't been the bee's knees this summer. 
Brett or uh, Jeff Driscoll is, I could see it happening. But again, we could pull up his contract here. In fact, let's do it just for. I just I, they already have him on the roster for the entire offseason. He knows the playbook already. It's it's getting to be late August. I don't see it happening, but it's you know it's, I'm putting it out there for now. I I just want to refresh her on what his guaranteed money is. All right, so two year deal. He's got. Let me let me change this formula to post June first cut. So yeah, um, it would cost the Broncos one point seven five million this year in dead money if they cut him and three quarters of a million dollars next year. So they basically paid him, you He's know, on the two and a half million year. bucks guaranteed on a two year, five year, uh, two year, $5 million deal. Half of it was guaranteed. So again, not so much that it's completely prohibitive of a cut, but enough that it's extremely disincentivizing for that front office. You know what, Nick Vanette as well, Chad. He he doesn't have a contract that literally ties into the the fifty three man roster. Uh, put it out there as well. Vanette and Driscoll, two of my more questionable signings this offseason, I think would be not so surprising. Uh, last minute cuts. You know, one last name I'll throw out there. I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago, but Deshaun Hamilton really yeah. needs to turn it around. Like he needs to. I was hoping that you know he would take the, the drafting of Judy and especially Hamler as a shot across the bow show up and just light it up. And he's kind of, it's been more of a disappearing act so far. So keep an eye on him as well. Uh, John Juno jumping in with a super chat. Thank you to say, I used to watch Zach on 24 seven sports. Love you guys going old school there, Zach. And yeah, Zach was, uh, Zach had his uh, weekly Facebook lives back when <laughs> we were all on 24 uh, seven sports and before and after we teamed up on the podcast. Yeah, that was uh, it was like four or five times a week. Chad, I was getting crazy with it. But John, I do recognize you. I'm glad you're still checking the uh, the pod out. I appreciate your support, and we uh, we go back a long way, don't we? Chris like Fernandez jumping in with a generous super chat as always. Really appreciate Thank you, my you, friend. And Chris is going to be on the show next Wednesday. We look forward to talking to you yes. on August 26th. And then, of course, Zachary will be with us Sunday night, and we look forward to both those conversations. Chris says. I second Christie's suggestion. I want in on an MHH fantasy football league. Okay. We will take that absolutely under advisement and we're working on it. Trust. We will, we will take care of our superstars, Chris. Rest assured of that. All right. Let me see where we're at. 53 minutes. We're, we're going to have to start winding it down. So Zach, let me quickly jump to some supers here. We do not leave any of our superstars out in the cold. Let me see what I got. The stream just did a jump. So if I missed anybody, I'll go back and reverse engineer it. But Cody Potter, appreciate you, man. And it's been very impressive to us just how consistent you've been in the chat stream, how consistent you've been in your support for MHH. And we just want you to know we appreciate you. He says, sorry, guys, got in late today. Is Drew Locke to Sutton the next Cutler to Marshall connection or even better? Better. Hashtag mile high expectations. Interesting, Zach, your thoughts. Well, let me tell you this. Locke is going to be a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, and Sutton's a better receiver than Brandon Marshall. So it's going to be even better. And I, I dare I say it again, I think when it's all said and done, Cortland Sutton will have a better career in a Broncos uniform than even Rod Smith. I think that highly of him, and he has the quarterback now, just like Demarius Thomas had Peyton Manning. Not saying Locke is Peyton, but he has that ceiling. He has that upside. He's going to be very good for a very long time, Cortland Sutton. All right, so the the stream jumped to Super, so I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. The wizard jumps back in to say, and thank you, Mundungus. I apologize. That last joke was terrible. 
James plus a naked mole rat equals twins. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even want to Google what a naked mole rat looks like, Chad. I'll, I'll take your word for like, it. It's that ugly, like, loose skin, almost uh, like blind that, eyes and that weird buck tooth. Geez. It's very creepy. Very creepy. But uh, and yeah, man, you know what? That mole rat is just as effective as right tackle as Juwan James has been, Chad, through, through two seasons. <laughs> this is true. That's I mean, there's, can't argue it. All right, let me just also grab here. Glenn, got to love Glenn Hauser, the man with the most impressive Broncos man cave I've ever seen. <laughs> Jumping in here. Appreciate you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. How crazy do you expect practice squad activity around the league to be this year? Hashtag state of being hashtag MHH fantasy league. All right. It's a groundswell Zach on the fantasy league. Um, that's a good question. How different, how more active it would be this year. <clears throat> Your answer. I think at first it's going to be a lot more activity because there's different rules and, and people opting out. There's more spaces to go around for the first couple of weeks. It's going to be crazy. I think after that though, it will settle down when teams have their rosters finalized. They have their players at the spots they want. And by mid season or so the practice squad is going to be like a practice squad, like any other season. So my answer would be, and it's just a prediction, Chad, because we can't, we don't have a crystal ball. Uh, but I do think in the beginning, it'll be very, very active and very hectic. And then it'll start to slowly settle down as the teams put their rosters in place that, that they want for 2020. Zeus McPeak letting us know. Hi, all just arrived in a flight. Houston from Seattle. So he's officially in Texas. Glad I made the pod. Love it, dude. Thanks for checking in you. with us. And yep. When it comes to Zeus, it's always better late than never. And here he is showing some love. Love you, bro. Appreciate you so much. And and it sounds like you're all sounds like the move is pretty much done. And I'm curious to know if you're in your new home yet. <clears throat> Text me or message me. You don't you don't necessarily need to put it in the stream if you don't want to, but appreciate you, my brother. Your generosity means everything to us and what you mean to the community. So thank you. Uh, Tanner C jumping in. There's a name Zach I don't recognize mm. on Super Chat. So Welcome, Tanner. Tanner, yeah, thank you, my friend. And if you're on Twitter, make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, you reach out so that we can connect. Uh, what do you guys think is the minimum points per game for Denver to hit 10 wins? Also, will Draymond Jones spoil Shelby Harris's contract year? Two really good questions. Um, let's start with the mm. Shelby question. Is is I honestly think Draymond Jones there's a good chance he could very well eat into a lot of Shelby's playing time. So I'm going to say, will he spoil Shelby's contract year? I think there's a 50, 50 chance he wills that. I think it's going to go one of two ways for Shelby Harris after his market fizzled this offseason. He had to settle for a prove-it deal. He's either going to have a, another big year in a Fangio defense, or he's kind of going to fade away into obscurity like where he was with the Raiders before he joined the Broncos. Draymond Jones looked great. The second half of last year, I wasn't the biggest fan of his draft pick, Chad, but as the year wore on, I mean, he was making plays around the football. I don't think it's exclusive, though. I think if Shelby Harris has a good or bad year, Draymond Jones will do good this season regardless. It's just a matter of will Draymond do as good to make Shelby Harris expendable next offseason. Minimum points per game for the Broncos to hit 10 wins, double digit. Well, I think if you get to 23, yeah, you're defense is going to win those games. I mean, your defense is going to keep guys on average to between 18 and 20 points. So that's win after win after win. So I think 23 is the sweet spot. And that would be, for what it's worth, Zach, a full touchdown improvement over last season. 
I was going to say 24 points per game, and it's all dependent on the defense like you just laid out. I think they're actually going to hold opponents to like 14, 15 points per game. They're going to be really, really good this year, and it's going to take the pressure off the Broncos' offense. So if they don't score 30 points, they still have a really good chance of winning a ball game. Terry Randall jumping back in up in Canada. Thank you, my friend, on Super Chat. He says, hashtag football priest, hashtag state of being. Love it, dude. Thank you Thank so you, much. Terry. We got to get you back on the show in, in the, sometime this year. So we'll be in touch about that. Um, Dave, Callie Dave, as, as he is known on Twitter, jumping in on Super Chat. Hope everything's going okay with uh, the vision thing that you told us about the other day. He says, I don't know. But seems like Justin Simmons has been quiet in camp. I hear about all the picks, but I'm not hearing his name. Hashtag loving the orange and blue. You know, when it comes to safeties in camp, I'm just trying to think the last time I heard a safety just dominating in Broncos camp and nothing's really coming to mind. Although it is worth mentioning, Zach, to Dave's point here, I've seen a few Kareem Jackson Big plays, a pick or two so far through five practices. Haven't heard of Justin Simmons really making splashes so far in training camp. So it's a fair point, but it's not one that I would really read anything into. He's fine. We all know what he's capable of. We all know his game is is upped and it's heightened when the lights go on. We all know how he performs. He's a top three safety in the NFL. I'm not worried at all. It's been five days of training camp. The first five practices they've had the entire offseason. We know who Simmons is. Not worried. Steve Hearn jumping in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Steve. Chris Harris Jr. trolled Cam Newton with a laugh post-Super Bowl, uh, post-Super Bowl then I trolled him. On Twitter? How did you? I don't know what you meant by when you trolled him, but yes, there is that famous post-Super Bowl 50. Cam's at the, at the podium. <clears throat> very bummed, very crestfallen, downtrodden. And all of a sudden you hear the giggles and the laughs coming like the Brocks are just having a blast. And it is that gorky, goofy laugh of Chris Harris Jr. And Cam Newton looks over like this and then just gets up and walks off the podium. So nice, uh, nice little anecdote there, Steve. Yeah. The better times. Uh, Yeah. Greg breaking news today. Trevor Simeon signs a one-year deal with the Good Tennessee for him. Titans. Good for Trev. He's back. Good for Trevor. We're going to see him in week one. We get Paxton Lynch week two. We get Joe Flacco week four, Chad. It's quite the, uh, quite the round robin. Mark Langley jumping back in. Appreciate you, bro. Well, Chad and Zach, Cleveland has a lot of hashtag <laughs> used brown stain balls. I see. Uh, I see where you went with that, my friend. I got you. Oh, somewhere Case Keenum's going, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we at? We're at 101. Okay. Let's let me try and kind of rapid fire through these. I don't want to skip anybody. We got Adam Wadman in the house. Appreciate Good you, my friend. Hey guys, love the show as always. Finally caught you live. Love it, dude. Thanks for jumping in and make sure we are connected. This goes out to all our superstars. Most of them, I'd say 90% we are connected with on, on Twitter, but uh, or at least those who have a Twitter account, many of which Zach didn't have a Twitter account until we said, hey, reach out to us on Twitter. So they go create a Twitter account. But it's just another way to stay connected. And what we like to do after each and every show is shout out and tag our superstars on Twitter and just show them some love. So, Adam, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much, and reach out on Twitter. Um, I think we're up to – let me just double-check this. One last thing. Let me make sure we're completely caught up here. We don't leave anyone 
Here's one uh, from Dion. Zach, did you ever watch Kim Possible? If so, the naked mole rat equals Rufus. And dang, Steve, you beat me to it. LOL. Yeah, I can't say I ever watched that show. Um, okay. All right. So I'm looking here. Looks like we are officially caught up. So, gang, thank you to each and every one of you for joining us here tonight and going through the news and notes of day five of Broncos camp. Again, the big takeaways today. Lloyd Cushenberry finally got some first-team reps at center, although it was probably 20% split, the 80% being consumed by Austin Schlotman, but it's something to monitor, encouraging development. The other main takeaway is how Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton are just – that connection is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and we just can't wait to see how it takes shape on the field in in the fall. The other thing is DeMar Dotson, for those of you who joined us late – DeMar Dotson still on third team. But again, it's only his fifth practice as a Bronco. So don't get too upset. We still maintain the posture that the sooner they just rip that bandaid off and put him with the first team, the better. But they're continuing to kind of slow roll that. We'll see how it takes shape. But, gang, that's it for today. Again, thank you for joining us. A mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars and our Facebook supporters and those of you who are giving us stars on Facebook as well. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at huddle up pod while you're at it, the mother account at mile high huddle, and then do not neglect to follow my partner, Zach Kelberman on Twitter at Kelberman NFL and myself at Chad and Jensen and our producer, you know, him as Buona beast, but on Twitter, it's John K at John K M H H fun and very passionate, knowledgeable, always finding interesting things to tweet about. Trust me. John's a worthy follow on Twitter. And then otherwise, gang, we're going to be back in the saddle tomorrow night for the official Mile High Mailbag uh, for this week. We look forward to it. We can't wait. And until then, Zach, dude, we'll uh, we'll see what Thursday developments have for us by way of day six Broncos camp. They're going Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they'll take a day off and then they'll get back in the saddle. So we got Thursday and Friday of camp left this week. Yeah, regardless what happens tomorrow, I'm excited as always, Chad, for our mailbag pod. So uh, looking forward to it, and I'll see you then. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share and check out the merch store. Get your swag on if you're in a position. We love you guys. We'll catch you tomorrow night for Zach Kelberman. I'm Chad Jensen. Talk to you then. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, 
impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.